turn our attention to what might be called the libertarian left, or more popularly, anarchism. This is the same logic shared by Marx and Freud. Functioning libertarian socialist institutions, I think they are an interesting model that uh, I think is highly relevant. Start with saying that your birthday was yesterday. Yes. Oh, we saw the Barbie movie. We saw the Barbie movie. My birthday was yesterday. Also, Ethel Kane released a new song on my birthday. Yeah, I was truly blessed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know about the new Ethel Kane song. I was too busy reading Obama's Songs of the Summer. Oh my god, where he put Ethel Kane on his list. He put Ethel Kane and Boy Genius there. I'm like, is the former president okay? <laughs> I was also going to say, we started with my birthday, but you're back. <laughs> oh my god, I am back. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it because I've been back now for two weeks. Yeah. We went to Cornwall together and it means we're in love. <laughs> I almost choked on my tea. <laughs> but no, I, I'm back after a much needed break to see family. And I was in Puerto Rico. There was almost a hurricane. It's been a very eventful month. And then we saw Barbie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the Barbie movie was great. 10 out of 10, recommend. I loved it so much. I went in there thinking, Ryan Gosling is an attractive person, but mm, I'm now Ryan Gosling, diehard. <laughs> I've been singing the song all day today. It's so good. It's so good. I'm so glad they gave us the album before the film came out. Well, I didn't listen to the album. I didn't listen to the album, but I'm glad they're not like releasing it like two weeks later or whatever, because sometimes that happens with films. I wish I had enough money to buy the um, Ken Enough it's sold out. I know. I looked at it because I was like, I need that. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought I turned to. Um, so we went as a, a big group of us and what my friend Lucas was also there. Hopefully we hear from him next season. But I turned to him and I went, I want that sweater now. Anyways, Barbie movie. Who's, it was like a Judith Butler fantasy. Oh yeah, it was great. Judith Butler would love <laughs> <laughs> Season two. <laughs> In our dreams, our wildest dreams. In our theory-ish Barbie dream house. So I guess we need to start the actual... This episode. This episode. What, what are we calling it? The... the Quinceañera. <laughs> the quinceañera. Yes, this is the quinceañera. I came up with that like weeks ago. So excuse me for not remembering. <laughs> Yeah. Feliz cumpleaños a todo el mundo. <laughs> yeah, this is our final episode of this season. We will be back and we'll talk about that a bit more later. But we wanted to kind of let this episode be a bit more free-flowing, a bit more chilled, talk about how the podcast has even gone. Like, I, I think because we pre-record a lot of stuff, you don't hear from us, like, in the moment. <laughs> of how everything's going and our reactions to things. So I thought it would be nice 
for us to do this little episode to cap off the season. Yeah, especially since the last time we spoke like this, not about a theorist or about a work, was our first episode where we were so nervous and very careful. We had written out a script and everything to make sure that we were on topic. So we went from, you know, not knowing how this little project would look like to, oh, now we're experienced. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I don't think we said it. Uh, We may have said it somewhere in the season, but we actually came up with the podcast, the like idea, uh, I think it was July last year. So July, 2022. And then we started releasing in January and yeah, it's been going really well. Not to brag. <laughs> humble, but we are. Humble brag. But we have over 5,000 listens on Spotify and other places. So that includes like Apple podcasts and everything. But that's not including YouTube, which we have a few thousand on there as well. And yeah, it's been it's been really great. <laughs> the response to it has been really great. You never know with something like this, like how people are going to react. And we haven't really advertised wholly. We have social media, but we haven't gone to universities and advertised, which is something we want to do in the future. Yeah, this was basically the test season. So we called in a lot of favors from people because we don't have a budget. (laughs) So everything has been made by us. And the only reason we're saying this is because we had guests and our guests were friends of ours and colleagues and people that value the work that we're trying to create that came on and did it without being paid. And that is not something that's very common. So before we even begin everything, I just want to be thankful for that. And I am just quite surprised at how well things have gone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And like, so I kind of have done similar things like this before, but I think this was really new for you, Paola. So I think when we first kind of pitched the idea together, you were more like, okay, well, I think we'll get like a few hundred listens. Or you, you have friends who have similar podcast projects. And that's kind of what they're getting. Yeah, but it's been <laughs> it's been doing good. Yeah, no, we were laughing about this because throughout this, I've gotten recognized, which is absolutely insane to me because I'm not popular. But apparently I have such a distinctive voice that in public spaces, if they're a listener of the podcast, they turn around and they're like, I know who you are. And then it feels like I'm being watched. <laughs> but <laughs> it was it was very crazy. It, you know, we're 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 still in the indie stages of this, but I'm still quite shocked that it happened in public. Outside of the university as well. Like it was it's wild. And I also want to clarify as well that although we've said throughout the podcast we are students at University of Warwick and the majority of our guests were as well. We're not affiliated with the university. We're not funded by them. We don't get any kind of 
support in that way because I know I know we got a few comments and stuff about it I guess we need to do a bit more context so we do all the social media stuff and it's mostly been me and recently I was diagnosed with dyslexia and I didn't know I had it so sometimes I would do the links and I would mix up letters and uh, one of our episodes was posted on a private Facebook group but because they were sharing our content we can see where it was shared. Because it looks quite professional. Like if you haven't gone and looked at our social media, it looks like very well put together, thanks to Paula and all the graphics. So I think they thought, because it looks quite professional, because we say we are PhD students of a certain university, they just were like, oh, well, if this is produced by a university, like, why isn't the link correct? <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, please don't shame me. I'm trying my best. But it was also quite sweet because that means they want to listen. And then somebody dropped the link in the comments. So that was quite sweet. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. But it's it also is a good transition into our experiences with this podcast because there's been a lot of learning curves. We learned very quickly that you shouldn't record two episodes in a single day. Absolutely not, especially if there are going to be technical difficulties. It was a long recording day. So this is the Bell Hooks episode. I think in total that was three and a half hours, wasn't it? Was it longer? I don't remember. I think that was the longest episode this season because there were just so many technical difficulties, which you wouldn't really know, like, if you listen. And that's our most popular episode, so that's really nice. (laughs) And then we had the recording with Jen Evans, which I think was, like, two and a half hours. And we were exhausted, but each one was such a great conversation. And that's the other thing I wanted to say. We have had to cut out so much from these episodes. And like, thank you, Hannah, for being able to sift through all of that because I'm horrible at audio editing. Hannah's the one that does all the audio. I just do the little music mix. (laughs) And the amount you've had to cut out and like staple together is amazing. Because one of the comments that we've gotten a lot is, why are the episodes so long? And it's because these are really complicated subjects. And we want to give it enough time. And we want to sort of give either ourselves or our guests enough space to warm up to the process and be more comfortable and sometimes it goes over an hour and a half. Most of our episodes I think have been about two hours in like raw audio to edit. It's been quite interesting like having to, I I love that process though, like even though it's quite exhausting and long, I really do like the process of like synthesizing audio so that it sounds very clear. One thing that I want to say that I've been quite surprised at, I think when you're a new academic, like we are, we're still PhD students, you never really get a chance to listen to yourself. You go into classrooms and you teach or you do a talk and you... You're just talking to the audience, usually it's not recorded, or you're putting out your writing, but it's only really your supervisors or like friends that see it. So it's really interesting to listen to yourself in a podcast format. And I realize we we know what we're talking about, right? We really do. Like in certain situations. <laughs> in, cer- in certain situations, but there's been ones that in even when we're recording the episode, I've not been like totally sure. And then I go back and listen to it and I'm like, oh, we know. <laughs> a thousand plateaus. Yeah. 
<laughs> literally yeah that episode which once more we need to thank veronica for i mean during the episode i was like how dare you choose this veronica we are friends <laughs> um we got really good feedback especially from one of our fellow warwick professors rob o'toole who really enjoyed it and was like, no, this is like a really good way of synthesizing this book and actually even shared it, I think, with his students. Uh, so it was really interesting to also have that because I was so scared about that episode. I was not looking forward to it being released. Same. I was like, I, I don't know if what I'm saying is correct. I don't know if this is okay. But what's also been really interesting, so I I think if you go back to the first episode, one of the things that I say is I'm not very well versed in theory. And so I have gone into a lot of these episodes really unsure of my own capability to even talk about theory or even understand it, right? But it's been really interesting because I've been reading and writing for my PhD and I actually like feel like I understand things better now. You know what I mean? Like when these people are mentioned, I actually know why they're being mentioned and what it's to do with and yeah. I was familiar with theory, but I was sort of in my own little theory bubble. So this podcast has also forced me to get out of that bubble, especially with things like, even though I wasn't in that episode, I did read up on the Stuart Hall, uh, uh, Du Bois, Bell Hooks, even back to A Thousand Plateaus with Deleuze and Guattari. It was a really great mind opener. It sounds very odd to say aloud, but when you're in a PhD, you're so into your own little world that once you're done with this project, because a PhD is a project, I I don't know about you, but I personally felt like, okay, what do I do after this? Like, it's very scary to like, end something is like, but this is all I know. And it's, it sounds silly, but it's like, oh, no, I, I, I do know more things outside of my specific little corner of the earth. And it was really nice to also just, yeah, sort of test myself and do things that I don't think I would have done normally outside of this podcast. I think it'd be interesting also for us to talk about some of our favorite episodes or like favorite moments. So for me, it was definitely the camp episode, I think is where we really got into and very comfortable with one another and the and the way we do an episode like what an episode can look like i thought that one was really good i also liked the camp episode i think a very underrated episode that i thought was going to be much more popular was the valerie solanas episode I loved recording that. I loved making the music playlist for that one. And I thought it was a very fun uh, way to just sort of explore a very short essay. And it ended up being connected to a lot of things. And we keep mentioning it throughout other episodes as well. Because um, even behind the scenes, we've talked about like certain things. Uh, oh, it was Du Bois, actually, where someone said that that book was a manifesto of sorts. And we actually used Solanas as like, a, no, 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 <laughs> that is a manifesto. This is more of like an observation. So I wish that episode was more popular. <laughs> I think that episode has my favorite visuals as well, like in terms of the little artwork for it. That was cute. (laughs) (laughs) 
It was super fun. I loved doing the artwork for these, but as we were going to transition into some bits that we need to work on, as fun as it was to do all these visuals, the amount of time it took was something I did not take into consideration. You know that meme, it's like graphic design's my passion. (laughs) It really was. And it was really nice because like um, when I did a lot of this, you know, it took a really long time. I tried my best to use images that were public domain. So I had to like look and make sure. So I had to research the image. I had to make sure the image was appropriate. There's certain things, for example, I, I forgot what rack of the week it was, but I was recommending Yoko Ono's grapefruit and that has nudity on it. So I had to make sure that like everything was concealed. So it it sounds like, oh, like, yeah, these are visuals, just put it together. No, I wanted it to look good and I want to look clean. I had to think about dimensions when it came to Spotify versus Instagram. So it's, it's work that I did not think about. And I think for next season, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and we're oh, we're also exchanging the color scheme. Yeah, I've already seen it. It's really cute. <laughs> so you'll have that to look forward to as mm-hmm. well as all our episodes. And I think in terms of social media going forwards, we might post here and there, like behind the scenes. Because so just so you're aware, we will be coming back in January of next year, which I know seems like a little bit of a while away. But I think we're we're both busy PhD students and we want to record because like Paolo was saying about the visuals being like taking a really long time. I realized that with everything I have going on, I need time to edit the episodes. I cannot like edit in a week or two. Like it's just so hard on my brain. It's very exhausting. It felt like we were running a marathon Mm -hmm. um, towards the end. In the beginning, it was, like, absolutely fine. Because in the beginning, we had things planned. (laughs) (laughs) So I think what we're going to do in these next few months is record all our episodes kind of in advance and prepare all the social media that we can, all of that stuff, prepare the release. So we might show a few behind the scenes, but we might go a bit quieter on social media just to give Paolo like an actual proper break. Yeah, and it's also, this break will also give us time to look for recording spaces, to set up a guest ahead of time. I know something that I really want to include next season is people outside of academia. This entire season was mostly academics, which, you know, so are we, that's fine. But I think it is such a insular space and I really want to reach out to people outside of it and to show specifically for undergraduates that you can take this uh, social science and humanities outside of the university realm, um, especially with all that's happening right now with universities globally with the cost of living crisis and you know I think it would be unethical of us to just only use the same voices over and over again and like speaking of that so we accidentally (laughs) we didn't plan out exactly what episodes we wanted to do we more just like operated on vibes so (laughs) we would go what should we cover as our next episode? And me and Paolo would be like, oh, I really want to cover this. 
But I think what ended up happening, because we both operate within queer theory or queer theory adjacent, like a lot of our episodes ended up being queer theory based. And that's not to say that queer theory is like something we're going to drop completely. I just think it'd be interesting to expand, you know, in our little bio for the podcast, we talk about how we want to diversify theory, right? We want to include theory from many different voices, many different spaces. And so I think if we just focus on one area, we're not doing that, essentially. (laughs) Yeah, and I think we have a huge blind spot because everything we've covered has been 1850s till now. There's a lot of philosophy that we haven't really covered from the past, and this was like the tester season. I think we just went to our safe space. (laughs) It was challenging, but we stayed within the historical context that we are comfortable in. You know, I had the privilege of this year working with the postgraduate history conference at Warwick and we had students covering Rousseau and a lot more 1700s philosophy and it made me realize like oh I completely forgot (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I think that's what we our plan will be and will the next season might seem a bit more streamlined because I think we're gonna organize it so it makes a bit more sense rather than just being a bit more random or although I guess we weren't random this season because it was very like queer theory queer theory adjacent yeah we actually yeah we accidentally fell through and I'm also excited to see how things shape up after the break because right now it's summer uh, so we're recording this in July and you know this is a break so we're also going to be coming back into season two in very different academic levels of our studies so uh, hopefully I'm gonna knock on wood Um, (laughs) I am gonna be teaching for the first time and I'm gonna be starting my third year so it's it's right up time, baby. <laughs> uh, so I will be coming in season two a very different person that I am right now. I might be changing a lot of stuff within my project. I might be including some voices, starting to exclude a couple other things from my research. Uh, so right now it's like a moment of transition. So I'm very excited. It's, it's very interesting that the season's ending as I'm going to start off doing something new. Yeah, so we're obviously going to pre-record, but from October, this is going to be my final year of the PhD. So I'm going into my sixth and final year. So I will be in very deep into write-up mode which I think is both uh, if anybody's ever written like a very long form project I'm sure you will understand when I'm writing I feel like I'm at top of my intellectual game like I've been writing this past few months I feel like I'm, I'm really in it but it's also very hard for me to converse with people. So it will be interesting to see how that works within the podcast because you get so focused on what you're doing. It's very hard to see outside of that because you almost don't want to break your focus because you're ready, right? And this is my, this is it now, right? (laughs) It's do or die time. It is get this done or do not finish. Which is, uh, it's intense, it's scary, but I'm, I'm honestly looking forward to it a lot. 
<laughs> yeah, no, Hannah, you you need to finish this PhD, girl. <laughs> I know. And for those who don't know, I don't think I've said it on the podcast before. I actually started my PhD full time and then I went part time due to the pandemic. So everybody I know who was in my year, nearly all of them, finished in the October-ish time of 2022. So I watched everybody do (laughs) and finish. And then I was like, oh, I've still got like two years left. (laughs) So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how I am. (laughs) Me too. But yeah, I I enjoy doing the podcast because it helps to prevent me from becoming so isolated (laughs) because your PhD can isolate you. It's it's wild. Yeah, I've been using the podcast a lot for when I have a writer's block because there's always work to do. So it's like, oh, I don't want to read this text. Instead, I'm going to Photoshop Michel Foucault into things, (laughs) Um, which is, you know, productive on (laughs) productive. But switching up things, what are some, some of the definite things we're going to be doing in season two, we've kind of like talked around it, but next season's going to have a lot more structure. So because of this break, we are going to be reaching out to guests. We're going to hopefully have a bit of merch. (laughs) Uh, Nothing too crazy. We're ambitious, but realistic. Uh, So hopefully we can get like some stickers or like a tote bag. We also want to do, so in terms of episodes, I know people really enjoyed the intro to queer theory that we did. And we put a little poll underneath that episode. And people have been asking for an intro to intersectionality. So that will probably be our intro to episode next season i know you want an episode not in english so i won't be a part of that one there is a text that i want to do and uh, i want to do something weird with it and i want to do it half in english half in spanish and let's see how that pans out because also it's a lot of planning and also i'll have to be the one editing that episode because hannah does not speak spanish Let's let's not promise that one. <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't happen next season, just know that we are trying to develop and we are kind of pushing the boundaries. Now we now we've established that this works. Oh, another thing, I want us to get back into looking at more fan fiction because we kind of started the episodes with more fan fiction towards the end. And then it became kind of inappropriate. So I want to sprinkle more quote-unquote fun. I don't. I feel like fun's not the right word. But more like episodes like the camp episode where it's okay for fan fiction to be used towards the end. More episodes where it's acceptable to see what people are doing with fan fiction. Because I really enjoyed it. Me too. I miss it. And it's, it, it's we ended with very heavy subjects. And I think it was necessary because... I think it's reflective in this season. We wanted to include many different voices, including voices that are very difficult to tackle and very difficult subjects, but we traded the heaviness of these subjects for the fun. And I think we want to balance it out more next season because also that takes a mental toll on us. The Du Bois episode was very, like, it made me think a lot about how I was coming back to the States and, you know, and that is more of a, these are more personal points that if we meet up in person ever we can talk but maybe through an audio format doesn't 
translate very well, but the episode followed me and that's very mentally taxing. So I'm hoping next season we can do more of a balance. (laughs) Yeah, because the other thing, right, like we said in our first episode that theory can have real impacts on your life. I think if you don't have that balance or you don't maintain that balance, it can be really exhausting. It can be really tricky because you're also not reading that theory just for yourself, right? You're reading it to articulate that to an audience and that is also exhausting. So yeah, we'll sprinkle more lighter episodes. Levity. Yeah. (laughs) Another thing that we wanted to do, so I'm going to set this one up by saying that I'm sure everybody has noticed that social media is going through a bit of turmoil (laughs) right it's not completely fixed at the minute like we just started a threads for the theoryish but who knows how long threads will be around who knows how long twitter will be around or whether it's even ethical to use twitter anymore people have been having these conversations i've personally found twitter really helpful and it's really sad that this is happening and we have spoke to other people who know about podcasts and they said to us that essentially social media things like twitter and facebook and instagram allow you to borrow audiences but you don't really have a fixed audience or a space for your audiences to build community with each other or or have conversations with each other so one of the things we're going to play around with in this break and we'll announce it when it's ready but we want to prepare a discord and if you haven't used discord before essentially it's like a chat room but for a specific thing so very nerdy of me but i'm on an ethel kane discord for example right so of course you (laughs) are because it has law and i get to uh, the up-to-date information on the law (laughs) but essentially right like you enter into that space and there's essentially like different rooms for different discussions it's very easy to use it's just more difficult for us to set up because i use discord but i've never set one up and there's certain ethical things that the two of us want to make sure are put in we want to have an age restriction we want to monitor language we want to monitor a lot of different aspects because of what we do and how oddly public we are a certain people can go into this discord and say things against us say things against groups of people so we want to set this up as a space that is just i don't want to call it safe because there's no such thing as a safe space i like the term people use the term safer spaces because it can never truly be Mm -hmm. completely safe but we want it to be as welcoming and nice for people who want to join as possible because the idea around the discord as well is that our audience is split across the world right like we have the analytics analytics and we've got people all around the world listening so our audience is all around the world they're in universities they're not in universities I remember when I used to do Queer Disrupt, we would get people who were the only queer academical person studying queer stuff that they knew. And so I imagine there'll be similar things with us, you know, like there'll be people who want to connect with people who are similar minded to them. We were just looking through, we've got a um, 
I set up a good vibes Padlet for us. So anytime anybody shares a comment or anything like that, we try and anonymize it and then we put it on there. So it's just for me and Paula to see good vibes, to see what people are saying, the nice things. And it'd be nice to have all those people in one place so that they can talk to each other, can talk to us, tell us what you want to see. So that is something we're going to be looking for in the future. So now as we've reached the end of this catch up and I guess promise (laughs) for a season two we really want to thank our guests because once more they did this out of their love for us and respect for the project. Uh, We want to thank James Whitfield, Gabrielle Duplessis Veronica Apple, Adebayo Quadri Aidkambi, Sue Lemos Jennifer V. Evans and Dipa Pancha and we also want to say a little thank you to people behind the scenes who you wouldn't have necessarily heard from. Yeah. If I can use mine, I'm really thankful to my supervisor, Anna Haikiva, who basically pushed us to publish. <laughs> we were going to start releasing our episodes much later this year. And she turned to me and said, why are you waiting? Just publish. (laughs) Which is a very supervisory thing to say. (laughs) But because of her, you know, we were able to release and create a season of sorts. Because if not, I feel like we would have still been running around with With just episodes. With just episodes. Yeah. I also want to say a little thank you to my supervisors, mainly just for supporting me and believing in me all the time. But I remember a specific conversation that I had with Kath Lambert at a writing retreat a little bit before I think we even, uh, I think we had broached the idea and then we were like not sure about it. And I spoke to Kath and Kath was like, oh, well, could it be in this kind of format? Does it have to be a podcast? And I was like, no, I think, I think it should be a podcast for these reasons. And she was like, do you know what? I actually, I think you have your finger on the pulse and you know what people are going to respond to. So I kind of believe in your ability to do that which you know I really appreciate and I don't know if she would even remember that conversation but yeah. it was important yeah um, we also want to thank uh, the people who we just tagged that are academics that we haven't met in real life so Sarah Ahmed was uh, someone that retweeted our work yeah uh, we were very thankful <laughs> retweeted our work and left a little comment under the episode we did about Sarah Ahmed's queer use also Jenna for her episode not only did she allow us to interview her for free while she was doing a press tour for her book she also provided us with her book yeah before anybody had access or anything like that which is a big deal if you're just starting out and that was the first episode we've done with an author as well so we didn't really have an example to show so it took real faith in the project and in us considering we also had not spoke to Jen Evans before. <laughs> and now I hope we're friends. <laughs> yeah. And also we want to thank Luke Mason from the Futures Podcast. He is a fellow University of Warwick student and he's been supporting us behind the scenes with trying to get us access to recording spaces and uh, telling us how he works his own podcast and basically giving us little pointers and us also sharing our uh, knowledge so it's been a really nice like exchange of trade even though we're not 
in the same field. Mm-hmm. We also want to thank Naomi Waltham Smith. So Naomi is, I think, a reader at Warwick, and reader's like a type of academic, essentially. But Naomi does research in sound, but also integrates like podcasts into her own modules and stuff like this. So it's not ended up happening yet just because of kind of lots of little things behind the scenes. But Naomi's really helped us put together the application for a certain funding that we might be able to get. We don't know if we will. We don't know if we will apply. But Naomi would be the staff lead in supporting us in that. So that'd be really nice. Another person who also helped us with this application is Tom Ritchie, who's the director of student experience in chemistry. He also helped us and like read through our application and was really uh, helpful there. And yeah. And uh, last but not least, we want to thank Anna Grigorin, who reached out to us from their own project, Cradle Audio. Yeah, so Cradle is essentially like, it's K-R-A-D-H-L, if you want to look it up, but it's essentially a project that's helping indie podcasts get noticed. And so Anna, and I think there's other people involved, but they've been kind of tirelessly going through and finding podcasts on certain topics, and there's loads of different tags, and they found our episode on camp, I think. And yeah, they've been really, really helpful, not just with, they interviewed does for Cradle so if you go on their website and there's a blog bit and so you'll find an interview with us there but they've also been really helpful in terms of like helping us with podcast support so like people we could reach out to and and all this kind of stuff so we want to end the episode by genuinely and sincerely thanking everybody who's listened to an episode who's helped share the episodes who has left comments and left reviews it's all been really really supportive and helpful and and constructive yeah it's been really really wonderful and if there's anything before we set the discord up if there's anything you want us to cover in next season please don't hesitate to dm us on any of our social medias you'll hear it at the end like where to find us and you can also email us (laughs) yeah so i guess goodbye for now yeah and we'll uh reach out to you guys again in 2024 Ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye goodbye yeah, yeah just randomly screaming Feliz <laughs> thank you so much for listening to theoryish we really appreciate it and would love to hear your thoughts check out our instagram facebook tiktok and twitter at theoryish underscore pod for up-to-date information and please rate follow and leave a review wherever you're listening to the podcast if you're interested in finding anything we have mentioned in the episode please check our show notes or description to find more details you can also contact us at theoryishpodcast at gmail.com see you next time goodbye